Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow! Did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com/acast and use code acast for twenty percent off your first purchase. Hello and welcome to Tender Loving Care with your host, myself, Pauline, and my darling Kate. Every week, Kate and I break down two shows from the TLC Network, the name of the network that I believe for the longest time was an acronym for Tender Loving Care. And when I found out that it actually stood for the Learning Channel and I saw the types of shows were on that channel, my deep confusion read this podcast. Each week, Kate and I will randomly select two shows to cover for the next episode by spinning the Wheel of Shame, which has all 113 shows and counting that we will be studying. Hi, Kate. Hi. <laughs> hey, my dramatic readings. I mean, it is going from, it started at a level three. I'm nearly at nine right now. I'm taking my time. I'm breathing through the words. I'm just, I want those voiceover gigs so badly. Money for old rope. That's what it is. Money for old rope. And I am desperate to get it. It's rolling off your tongue. Thank I'm you wondering, so are you, you must be kind of like off book at this point. Mm. you know you... i can be off book i can uh i do choose to just you know i want to take my time with it i want it to be accurate i want to make sure it flows well so right, i'll have it right. i'll have it up i'll have it okay. up okay but, um you could be off book with anything oh sure at sure, the drop sure, of sure. a hat yeah drop just give you hat. 10 minutes and you're yeah so it's what professionals do kate i'm yeah. a professional and yeah we're professionals so. um so kate this week our two shows that the Wheel of Shame gave us. Now, we have a mix of, I would say it's a beautiful mix because not only are we getting a TLC legendary show, which we're going to start start this podcast with, but we also get my favorite genre, early 2000s reality TV. And you know I, and it's set in LA. That if, uh, you, get, if you had to pick a genre for me, it's early 2000s reality TV shows set in Los Angeles. Girls Next Door, The Hills, like, oh, it is dreamy to me. 
oh, I want the fedoras. I want the mm. bejeweled jeans mm. that are low rise. Mm. I want the horrible highlights. Yes, chunky I highlights. Want I Belly want button the rings. Weird mm. vests. Yeah. Yes. Oh, oh, it's so good. So good. So good. So, so we got a good, we got a really beautiful gift from the Wheel of Shame last week. Um, we so we got a lot to talk about. Kate, take us into our first show. Okay. Our first show that we got from the Wheel of Shame last week was My Strange Addiction. Classic. This is how TLC describes the show. Strange doesn't seem to adequately describe some of the addictive behaviors profiled on this series. Dangerous, even life-threatening, come much closer. Each half-hour episode features two adults who resort to extreme compulsions in an effort to soothe their emotional demons. Some of the addictions explored include sleeping with a turned-on blow dryer, eating bathroom cleanser, eating half a roll of toilet paper a day, extreme bodybuilding, and thumb-sucking. Beautifully described. Beautifully described. Thank you. Um, Now, guys, if you're listening to this, as you evidently Oh, that was a redundant statement. But listen to this. You are aware of My Strange Addiction. It's one of those shows that there have been clips that just go viral on the internet. It's been going for years as well. It's got a ton of seasons to it. So for Kate and I, it was a very hard choice to kind of decide on what we wanted to watch. But we narrowed it down to season one, episode eight, season four, episode four. And season six, episode two. Now, the titles, we're going to go one by one, Kate. And if we start with the first one, I picked this one because when The Wheel of Shame got it last week, I told you about Dave Cat. I was like, yeah. there's a guy in this I know because I've seen him in another documentary at, because my goal in life is to just find the most obscure documentaries about it, wait, outsiders of society. Is it called Guys and Dolls? I don't know. Oh, okay. I can't remember the title at okay. all, but it was I just a I load of men with okay. sex dolls. Okay. It great. was amazing. Great. Um, or should I say non-organic partners? That's sometimes what they refer to them as well. Synthetic. Yeah. Synthetic. They use that. So we, the first episode is married to a doll and pa- picking scabs. Ooh. Now, Ooh. we meet Dave Cat, we meet Rachel. Now, Dave Cat. I want to just, I want to set the scene for you with Dave Cat. Yeah. Think of his whole aesthetic as new wave. So we're talking early 80s, right? Late 70s. It's new wave music. It's Joy Division. It's a skinny tie. That's where Dave Cat wants to go. Crossed with, you know, he read a lot of anime growing up. He mm-hmm. was into anime. He watched anime. And apparently, according to him, he also was obsessed with mannequins in stores at a very early age. Yes. Dave Cat has a girlfriend. I did not write her name down. What is it again? Sonori. Sador. 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 And guys, basically, what we do what we meet is we meet Dave Cat, whose girlfriend is a doll. Now, I have seen him on a documentary that is about these group of men all around the world that pay thousands. These dolls cost 
thousands. They are the height proportions of women. You can ask for everything, the size of the tits, the uh, waist measurements, the hair color, the eye color, everything. But you pay like ten to $20,000 for these dolls. Yep. And in this documentary I watched where Dave Cat was also featured, you see the production that the fa- it's a family business that creates these sex dolls. <laughs> it's a fascinating dog. If we remember, I will find it. We'll put it in the show notes. It's amazing. Obviously, you can find it on YouTube somewhere. Anyway, Dave Cat was featured, and that's why I was familiar. And I then I had seen this episode of Strange Addiction be like, there's Dave again, my old friend Dave. Yep. Um, but guys, he dresses her, talks to her, kisses her sleeps with her as though it's his girlfriend she's made of very it's very lifelike like the touch the feel the silicone everything is very lifelike mm-hmm. um and we meet dave and that sorry dave cat and he's explaining that sador that's also known by another name shishon or shishon like a, a chinese name as well well Unclear. yes i I don't know if you visited that link I sent you. Um, I did visit it. Mm. She does have a Twitter account. Mm. Mm. Um, mm. As you can imagine, run by Dave Cat. Strangely <laughs> enough. Strangely <laughs> enough. Guys, and, this is, uh, it's a whole community. I mean, it is it is a true glimpse into this. Lunacy. <laughs> lunacy. This, this tiny subculture. It is fascinating these men i mean we we're not going to do it justice by describing this show but um and what we saw with dave cat he but he is sitting there with this woman and you get shots of him like reading a book lying on her lap her legs are always positioned they're always in the open position should we say that they're spread they're spread so there's obviously activity that's going on that we don't need to know about but we don't hear about in this but you do in the documentary i'll tell you that watch the documentary but anyway he he claims that she is his girlfriend um he has a relationship with her that is as much of a relationship as he would get with a human being um you see him talking to her regularly sitting having dinner with her um he dresses her he goes shopping for her we meet one of his friends um mm-hmm. who just as you just really kind of oh it's a bit weird but you know i guess it's okay and then we get a psychologist come in now dave is one dave cat is one of these people he's been socially awkward his entire life you just know no no idea how to make friends well that's what the friend says because this is a friend from childhood and she tells the camera like she's kind of trying to explain why he is this way and she says you know he's an only child Mm -hmm. he has always been a very solitary individual Mm -hmm. and we find out from dave cat that he had been cheated on a lot and so between him being a solitary individual and dealing with these difficult relationships in his past, he views this as the solution and the future. And when we meet him, by the way, he's 37 and he's been with her mm-hmm. for 10 years. What? Yes. So now, and this came out in 2010. So he's been with her now real time for over 20 years. 
Because so, you, yeah, you're seeing so these scenes. That, yes. I mean, that is shocking. The scenes are him in his apartment covered in like manga and anime books everywhere but he's also like a you know he's a well-spoken guy and you can tell he's an intelligent man yes. and he says he's got a good job and i you know it's in like engineering or not engineering maybe but like something um computer based i guess that's that's how i'd say i'd imagine him doing something like that yeah um and he claims i'm not i'm not lonely because i have her and she's a partner to me and it's much safer. You understand why it's safer because she's not going to hurt him. She's not going to cheat on him. She's not, you know, you know what the basis is of it all. But when you're watching a grown man in his very skinny tie and his very unusual hair um, that he has in a nice little pony at the back, uh, come out, go shopping for clothes for her. And before he leaves the house, he bends down kisses her and says don't worry darling i'll be back soon and it's an inanimate odd object it's tricky kate it's tricky to watch he's interesting because when he speaks with the psychologist he he is somewhat self-aware somewhat because, mm. and he says <laughs> I think it's okay if you just keep one foot set in reality. But he doesn't behave as though he has any body parts in reality. I he, would say this. Yeah, Karen, I'm sorry. He, he's built an entire, and many of these men build an entire personality for these dolls. And the psychologist even says, you know, it's normal for children to have mm. imaginary mm. friends but when that mm. carries into adulthood that's a problem and the so. first scene when we see her in bed like you're talking about the, the 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 idea that he's created her personality he goes you think this is tongue-in-cheek but as the this the episode goes on you're like this wasn't tongue-in-cheek he goes to the cameraman oh she won't be getting up for a while i don't want to wake her up until she's ready well it's a doll so, I mean, you and then when the psychologist, they have this psychologist that comes in. That, by the way, basically, I think he just gave up halfway through talking to him because he goes, <laughs> you know, um, he's like, so you find comfort from her. And he's Dave's like, can't really make eye contact and is looking up here and looking up there. And he goes, well, you know, I just think that, uh, you know, she's a security and I'm very, very happy, very, very happy. And I'm not lonely anymore. And she's a great woman. And, and he goes, you know, that she can't see yeah. and she can't hear. And she can't speak, right, Dave? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because he's like, yeah, because I remember that. Because the psychologist is like, okay, so let's say you go on vacation and you come home. What are you going to do? And Dave Cat's like, well, I'm going to tell her about it. And he's like, I think sitting down to look at photos, it's a normal thing that any couple would do. Couple would do. And he goes, she can't can't see. see. She can't, she can't see hear. Dave Cat. Dave Cat. You could tell she he just see. wanted to shake him. Yeah. And then he just gives up because he literally just goes, well, you know, it makes you feel good and you're not hurting anyone. I'll be on my way. I'm sorry. There is deep emotional trauma here. This is why this man is not able to meet, meet any other human being. It's He just goes, oh, it's all right. And then leaves the apartment. And then Dave Cat, I don't know if you caught this because I love catching awkward moments. Oh, yeah. He leaves, but Dave Cat is so physically awkward. Socially, he cannot 
grasp clues. And so he goes to like pat him on the back, but then goes to shake his hand. But the only catch is like the first couple of the top of his fingers. It was so awkward. It was so awkward. I mean, he leaves him with like, I think the last thing he's saying, or maybe he just says this to us. It kind of felt like he was saying more to us, like, and by us, I mean, like, oh, to yeah. the camera than he really was to Dave, cat. Um, yeah. <laughs> don't forget the cat. Uh, mm. he, he's like, the longer it's the longer that he waits to start a relationship with an actual human being, the harder it's going to get. It's just going to get harder and harder the longer he carries on with Sador. Yeah. And I wanted to say, yeah. I, I I understand that, but you literally just gave up on him in his apartment. You were just like, oh, but you're not hurting anyone, are you? And then leaves the apartment. That's well, not what this psychologist should be doing. Well, yeah. And I'm like, no shit. It's been 10 years. Like he's, he's in it. He's deep in it. He's a deep. decade into it. Yeah. And then we find out the best part. Well, not the best part, but a great part of this show is the Chirons at the end because it's always like, they didn't change at all. Well, yes. most of them. So this one, it's like Dave Cat went ahead and doubled down after his therapy session and ordered a second doll. And now I checked in on Dave Cat, and he mm, has sure. he has a whole harem of women over there. And by women, I mean dolls. Uh, he's at this point got about like four or five, I think. And oh, um, five. is he still in that tiny apartment? I, I'm not sure about that. Um, so the end of this episode, I want to tell the listeners, is him saying his vision for the future. Sure. He thinks in the future, lots of people will be with, call them gynoids. Gynoids? No, that, that he was saying that that's those things are the ones that are the at that point, oh, that the walk simplest around. robots. Yeah. Okay. So he, yeah, he sees basically the movie Her, if you've seen that. Mm. He's like, that's going to happen. And maybe it will. I don't know because. Well, I could lead you on another route to a documentary I watched about men in Japan who prefer having virtual girlfriends than like human girlfriends and about how people are becoming so insular in Japan due to the, the young generation not having relationships. Wow. That each other. Like, it's that really scary. Yeah. But it's re- Yeah. So that was Dave Cat. And guys, I will try and find the docu that I have watched numerous times about him and the other men because there was this man in florida oh no, this documentary is really good there was a man in florida of course florida and he had like five of these women or six of these sorry dolls six of, of these and he had them scattered around his house like dead bodies and he but he had a girlfriend in real life and this girlfriend would come over to his house and he was like oh i need to like hide some of the girls and the way he had built them, because you build them by your preferences, they were just like these tits that were so big. They were just disgusting. And these <laughs> tiny waists. And he was talking about having sex with all of them at the same time. I, it's a lot. Wow. But I will try and find that docu and put a link in the show notes. So check the show notes. Okay. Um. Then we meet Rachel. No, wait, Rachel, wait, Rachel. wait, wait, wait. Yeah. I'm so sorry. I do okay. have a really big detail about that. I, I did some research after this. Always I'm sorry. Research. We can't move on unless I go on. This. Go on. Well, first of all, I didn't realize this, but the the Ryan Gosling movie, Lars and the Real Girl, is based mm. on Dave Cap. Basic. It, it, or yeah. It's believed to be. Okay. So that was kind of interesting. But the big thing that I found out is the plan that Dave Cat has for when he dies. <gasps> you know about this? 
he's going to get buried with them. He, no, worse. He wants to be cremated with his ashes stored in a bag, which will be placed into Sador's hollow head. She's always on my mind in life. I'll always be on hers in death. Then, nice. he, then he expects his best friend, that woman we saw, I think, to move Sador into her home in a glass case where she'll sit indefinitely with a plaque that reads how terrible it is to love something that death can touch in her um, Japanese morning kimono. Just leave that there. We're just going to leave that there. And then I went on to read an article about how... That led me just a little more. That led me to an article about how it's actually a huge issue for the people in these communities to to make a plan and decide what will happen to their dolls when they pass. Sure, because you know your family. Maybe your family doesn't know about it. They could find them. They can't be recycled. They want them to. So a lot of them will like leave them to each other. And they're like, right. they will take care All of my right. doll. It's a lot. It's a lot. You can go down the rabbit hole. Okay, we can move on to Rachel. I, 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 I deeply appreciate that research. Yep. Um, yep. I would encourage everyone listening to do their own research yep. because there is a lot in this world. There's a yes. lot. Yes. Uh, Rachel. Rachel, okay. Rachel, Rachel. Now, this is called Picking Scabs. And I want to make a little bit of confession. You know that I le- like to spell my guts when it comes to this podcast and i tell you guys a lot probably a lot more than i should but i will tell you when i saw this picking scabs i'm someone that's obsessed with scabs okay. i'm would uh, i would get like um mosquito bites all the time i'm o negative blood and that's like mosquito heaven right it's nectar mm-hmm. And so I would, I remember go, traveling a lot when I was like a little girl and I would get bitten constantly. I remember going to Australia and I was bitten a load. I was like seven or eight and I would get a ton of bites and I'd scratch them and then I'd pick the scabs. I remember having an ex-boyfriend who was a cyclist and he had, um, had a musician, obviously. And he, we can't, we cannot forget that element. For, for just a second, I was like, I oh, Pauline dated a pure athlete. And then uh, I was like, oh, uh, and he's in it. Okay. And he was a musician. Great, 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 great. But I remember him coming over to my house and we'd be, only been dating like maybe a month or so. And he, I saw on his leg, right? Um, and he was super hot. And I was like, like ready to like have sex with him. But I, I'm telling a lot on this podcast. <laughs> Sometimes I do this podcast and I think I I should edit more. I should really either edit myself or edit the podcast more. Anyway, he comes over and he'd I noticed straight away, straight away, zoned in on his calf, he had like um a load of scabs, and I was like, Oh, what's that? And he's like, Oh, I just like caught my my leg in like a chain on the bike. And I was like, Can I pick them? He's like, what? We've been dating like a month. He's like, um, and I go, I'm just like really like scabs. I was like, can I pick them? Uh, and he's like, well, uh, <laughs> uh, like awkward. No, and I didn't realize how weird it was, but I desperately was trying to pick his scabs. <laughs> I mean, is this a little bit? And then my my last ex, who you know, okay, uh-huh. on his, <laughs> I might just stop. I wish. Okay, okay. But anyway, let me just say that I have a fascination with scabs, whether it's on myself, um, from like mozzie bites usually, or whether it's on other people. I want to approach you and I want to ask you if I can pick your scabs. So hmm. I'm not going to go okay. any further, but I will just say that um, that's all true. And then when I saw Rachel coming up, and it, Kate looks 
actually quite sickened and shocked right now. I'm watching. No, her- I'm thinking. I'm thinking because I'm like, how do I relate to this? And I think, I think this is very adjacent to um, popping pimples. Which spots. remember I meant or spots. Remember when we did pimple popper or whatever it was very early. I said I never yeah. had spots growing up. Yeah. I never had zits. Yeah. So I think because of that, I you know there's like a satisfaction you get, but I'm yep. drawn to scabs. You pivoted to scabs. I pivoted. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So it's yeah. I I can understand it. It's and I, and I get that way. You know, if I have like in ingrown hair I have tools mm. to like dig it tools. out and so we all kind of get this this draw mm. Rachel has taken it to a whole other oh, level unfortunately woman so yeah. she starts telling us that she is about to get married and we see her fiance and um she said it started in she said when she was very very young and she would start picking and there was a school photo where she had it like all over her face. She was picking. Now, I know there is a term for just general like nervous picking, but that's not what she's doing. She's actually wanting a scab. She's not just like picking at her skin. She wants to create a scab to then pick the scab off to get the satisfaction. And I'm yeah. telling you, um, it's I get it. Like I was watching this going, I completely get it. However, it with her it's got to a point where she is getting she's been doing it for so long that she's getting scarring all over her body her legs her arms it's got to the point where she's cutting herself so she can scab over and pick it off and as a staph infection she's a staph infection that is serious that will kill you yeah and (laughs) why (laughs) My notes. I'm going to refer to the notes again. I'm going to read straight from my notes on this. Great. Because we see Rachel. She speaks about all of this. She goes to a psychiatrist um, or maybe a psychologist. She's talking about it. And she's like, you know, I just can't stop picking. I just wrote, referring to notes. I realize we are watching people with deep, serious mental health issues. I mean, comma, if this was the Victorian era, all of these people would be put in sanitariums, dot, dot, dot. I'm not saying this is a good thing, but TLC needs to take some of this shit down and instead use it as and instead they are using it as entertainment. What we move on to on our next one with the baby oh. wipes. Oh. It is deep psychological trauma. And TLC is this like da 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 music on it. Oh. And then they're focusing on this woman's point of trauma and they're like putting some spooky Halloween music over. And I'm thinking this woman's going about to have a nervous breakdown. She's divulging the worst things that have ever happened to her. And TLC's like, ching. But anyway, back well, to Rachel. It yeah, was we'll kind of about. It was kind of like that with her. I was like, I just put. There is a lot going on here with Rachel. Okay, I have a question. What mm-hmm. did you think about her interactions with her fiance Bobby? He didn't seem to know much about I her. I would say. It's um, it's coming out my mouth. I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it. It's a marriage of convenience. Let's just say that and leave it at that. Yeah. Okay. Because yep. we find out her Chiron at the end is that, and I was pleased with this. Mm. She postpones the wedding to focus on her recovery. I was like, yes, get yourself I, sorted out. I think it was postponed for another reason. Well, but that's okay. That's yeah, okay. Several reasons. Yeah. So Several reasons. I was... 
I was glad about that. And Mm -hmm. it just, what struck me about Bobby is they interviewed him and he was like, Hmm. not that concerned. He, he, he said, Oh yeah, I didn't know about it for a long time. And then she kind of told me and I'm just like, Oh, you probably shouldn't do that. And that's kind of like all he said. And I was like, yeah, he doesn't seem like he like is cares enough or something. Yeah. So that that was Bobby. Uh, there was something with Bobby. Yeah, we're, yeah. we're not going to talk about Bobby, but Rachel, yeah. good luck to you. Yes. Dave Cat yes. is still going strong. Rachel, yep. I hope she got healthy. I hope she uh, has recovered. But her need yep. for picking scabs, mm. um, I deeply understand it. Like I was talking to boyfriends and asking if I could pick their skin I like it so much so were you watch were you able to watch her because they showed close-up footage of her picking were you able to watch that yeah yeah. I had to turn away I was fine I was fine and I think I had a snack at the same time I think I was snacking (laughs) and watching snacking watching the scabs it was all a load of joy for me all right so we went on to our second episode which was season four episode four okay this we meet Raya um loves baby wipes and then we had another woman who eat brea who eats sand now it starts off with the first line <clears throat> raya 43 i love baby wipes they're great for my ears face naughty bits i shower about once a month you just leave it there let that hang then we have the fanciful TLC music and you're like, what is going on? She uses 500 baby wipes a day. Mm-hmm. She leaves the house only once a week. And we're watching this and we're going, okay, so she's only, and her partner Nancy is like, you know, it's it's affecting her life. It's affecting her children's life. She's like, I, I don't really shower. I'll shower once a month or maybe once every, every other let me tell you, that's what she was telling the cameras. Don't, I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about that. I can't I talk think about it's that. a couple times a year. I think it's maybe twice a year. And you just see her with these baby wipes. The, and the, the waste, the product, the waste she is doing. So she's five. Just figure this for a second, listeners. 500 baby wipes. Imagine that being piled up a day is what she uses. So she goes to put them all over my face. And then... The first thing, because I obviously, as all of you listeners know, I do consider myself a doctor slash surgeon slash lawyer slash detective, PI. The list goes on. I'm not qualified in any of these areas, but I do have the confidence to portray myself having the knowledge to perform surgical procedures as well as investigate cold cases. Um, But I instantly struck with the first line when she said naughty bits. And she's mm. a forty-three-year-old woman. Mm. I went sexual trauma. Your ears straight away. Up. Ding yep. ding. I was yep. like yep. sexual yep. trauma. Yep. Yep. And we do find out that Raya cannot, um, due to um, childhood sexual trauma, she it would always end with the shower. So she's a you know. So obviously, hearing the shower is a triggering of her of of her trauma. So that's where it came about. So as this is getting described to me, Kay, I'm going. That's when I'm like. I shouldn't be watching this. I, it was as though this TLC show was coming to my life. And I'm getting this glimpse in this woman's deepest, darkest trauma as though, oh, it's a Friday night and I'm watching a TLC show. And I I just was like, I shouldn't be watching this. This is not an area that I'm supposed to be knowing about this woman's life. But TLC has forced her to talk about it. And I'm deeply uncomfortable. And this woman should not be on television. 
Absolutely. And let's talk about the fact that they had a PA pretend to be a therapist and come into Um, her house. I mean, honestly, this guy came in who I guess is a psychologist and he's like, I guess is a psychologist. And he's like, he's like, oh, you're scared of showers. Let's go in the bathroom and have you turn it on. Exposure (sighs) therapy, which is a thing, you know, is exposure therapy. But I mean, it was the first time they met. There's cameras there. I know. And he doesn't even talk. He talks to her for five minutes. And then he's like, let's go into the bathroom. They go in the bathroom. He's like, okay, turn it on. Let's see how you feel. Anyone. And once again, don't be intimidated by my lack of qualifications, but confidence that I do think I am a psychiatrist that anyone would know that that, as you say, um, um, uh, this type of therapy is recognized. um, But you would not just put someone directly after just meeting them directly in front of their fear and telling them to deal with it at one point she's going i'm I'm having very very uncomfortable with the and this isn't just a trauma of like me being terrified of rats no this woman had her childhood stolen by the deepest trauma you could possibly have as an adult as a a child and he's just like nah just keep going just keep listening. Keep listening to the shower. And this woman's like, I'm feeling really uncomfortable. I'm feeling really uncomfortable. And I'm thinking, TLC, what are you doing filming this? It's getting darker by the second. And it then he's like, just horrible. wait. Just it, wait. It was horrible. He's like, well, how do you feel now? Is it, he's like, what I think will happen is that the feeling will pass and you eventually will feel fine. How do you feel now? She's like, um, um, he's like, he's like, you, you, your body language is telling me that you're fine now basically and she's like um i guess and i just i we shouldn't have watched it there was it a was part a, i just it was, was like it was really dark i mean this, like, is, this this is a woman she she doesn't even like her children and her wife to shower when she can hear it like yep. she that's the how sound much triggers her. it's it's like ptsd you know it like the, the sound and- triggers her to go back to this dark time and he just comes in and he talks to her for five seconds. He's like, all right, let's go in the bathroom. Tri- Flip on the shower. I, I, none of this. That is not a qualified individual to be doing no. that. That would never happen. That's why I and said, you- was he a psychologist? Because I feel it, like you would start maybe no. with like, oh, answer uh, it. No, he wasn't. You could maybe just play the sound of rain on a so phone much stuff. or something. There's so, much stuff. There's so much more that could be. I'm not a psychologist. And I, I can think of like three exercises they could do before doing that. But they did. And, and I am a psychologist. <laughs> and I still, I can tell you it's wrong. But I mean, it, it was really the one oh. thing, and this isn't comedic, but it's no. very TLC, is that did you see what they keep doing is like her trauma is, you know, they get the, you know, her trauma is uh, the shower head and she can't hear the shower and you're right. like, oh, wow, you find out why. And then they just, they just do a fucking zoom in on the shower head running water like 15 times. I just thought, let's exit. This is where we stop. Let's yeah. exit. And they, let's go and, to Bria. Yeah. The kids. It was, the wrap up, the wrap up is that she says in six months to one year, I hope to have the wipes gone. And I was like, one year oh she needs deep inpatient help like mental health i yeah i agree i think it would behoove her to have gone to a program and had absolutely and she's having these conversations with her teenage daughter because she never goes to their events and that was really sad as well and the daughter's like crying like i really want you to come to my concert or whatever it was and she's like 
I don't know if I can. So this, this one was tough. That was tough. I mean, basically yeah. what TLC did is they went in and so many of these are semi, but mostly lighthearted. Yeah. Then they found the darkest possible subject. I think like I'm giving TLC the benefit because obviously this is what our podcast is about. I think and TLC has given us a podcast, but I think what happened is, is they had a woman, by the way, you need to write into the show to be featured. I'm just going to add that. You do need to write into the show to be featured. Sure. So she wrote in maybe asking for help, right? With this baby wipe stuff. And so they go in and they go, oh, this sounds like a good one. She never showers. This will be a good one for our TLC oh, viewers, whatever. Stinky, stinky. And they go in and they go, oh, God, this oh. is really dark. Oh, shit, oh. this is really dark. Guys, what are we going to do? No, we need to go with that. We're on to- we're on, We're on. on a time crunch, guys. We need to get... Jeff, you know, they- Jeff, get in there. You're dealing the with this. You're going to deal with this, Jeff. You're a psychologist today, Jeff. And I think they got in so deep. This is my whole... You know, I love to build a story around everything. I think they got in so deep with this woman when they realized they were like, shit, this is actually really fucking bad. What are we going to do? And they were like, we just go with that. We just go film it. Get out. Do a lot of zoom ins on the shower head. Exit. Zoom ins on the shower head. Music. Music. Out. Out. That's so. Yeah. So then we move on to Bria. And she eats sand. Now, that sounds surface sounds pretty self-explanatory um she's a young lady i'm sorry and the uh, what i love is how tlc is always taking the piss they're always getting that nudge and wink in because with brea they have her they like they have her voiceover going like you know i just really like the taste of it i can't remember when the first time it was whatever and they just zoom in on a photo of her in a sandbox and i'm like you're (laughs) from a childhood i'm like you're so full of shit these editors are in the editing bay cackling i just know they're just their dream job they're like check this out dream job so then we see her with um, a Chipotle. I hope you noticed as well, it was Chipotle tortilla chips. And what they had to do, because they couldn't feature, because you can't put like brand names on, they'd had her sat on a... This is how they filmed this shit. They'd got this girl in a thick jacket or thick coat. Like, I think it was like winter wherever she was. And they got her on a park bench in <laughs> freezing cold. And they'd got her Chipotle tortilla... You're right, Kate? You're right there. Yeah, I'm trying they, to swallow my beer. I'm laughing. I'm they so got her Chipotle tortilla chips, but they had to turn the inside bag, the bag inside out because they can't show the brand name of Chipotle and apparently no one was going to blur it out. So they turned it inside out, put the chips back in and you just see her like practically shivering on this park bench. And she's like, what I really like is to put sand on top of everything. So she gets a tortilla chip, gets this tiny little jewelry box that's filled with sand yep. sprinkles it in on to- on a to- tortilla chip and shoves it in her mouth yep. and she's like this is what feels really good it's really crunchy you can't get it yep. like anywhere else yep and her favorite's little- gum too do you remember she the gum thing gum she loves to like chew a bit of gum stick it in the sand and then chew on it i kind of got this one mm-hmm. honestly i, I was, was swallowing like- some wine but yes i could totally get it too Having lived near the ocean in California, oh. um, California, here we <laughs> California. We'll do a nice California accent later with Cat. Oh, um. Yeah. Anyways, so it, you do sometimes go to the beach and have a bit of sand that ends up in your mouth because sure. 
the waves rocked you and you got, mm. you know, mm-hmm. and, and I have crunched down on it and it is satisfying. Agreed. Let's be honest. I got Agreed. this one, but I got the that thing one. with Bria is uh, going she to the parks. The no, she the she's, she's, she's going to, you know, dog parks, parks, uh, playgrounds and collecting sand where there's obviously like probably dog shit. Par- dog shit particles um trash chemicals see the thing and she eats she eats it all throughout the day all throughout the day and she has like this cardboard like jewelry box that she carries around that's filled with sand when they're talking about how much sand she likes they go well what's your favorite type of sand she's like my favorite type of sand is from a playground yep i want you to think about there are dogs pissing and shitting Mm -hmm. in that sand there are raccoons i'm sure there are rats. There are everything you could imagine. Even and just then, the kids are dirty. And then kids, which are disgusting enough. But they are, <laughs> they've got their grubby hands, putting it in their mouth. They're yep. pissing in diapers. They're sick. And that's her favorite sand. And you see as she goes to a play park, playground, she picks up the sand. She goes, I get the big kind of bits out. And then she puts it in this box and puts it in her mouth. That I felt, no- I'm feeling a little bit nauseous right now thinking yeah. about it. There is, there is human and animal feces in there. Absolutely. She's not. She, Bria is nineteen. You know her. her nineteen. Your frontal uh, lobe mm-hmm. cortex. It hasn't. You know. It's. She's not thinking ahead. She's not thinking properly. She's not thinking about the fact that <sighs> she's eating shit. And so she's she goes. She goes to get a manicure with her friend Precious. And. <laughs> I'm sorry. This one was kind of lighthearted because you see people laughing in this one. They're like holding back laughs. Yeah. So um, they're getting their nails done and she's telling her friend Precious, she's like, because, okay, what she's revealed to us is that when she runs out of sand, Mm. her backup is to chew on nail files. Like like the cushion will, ones. I will let you know. I can't. I I used to have such a hard time with manicurists or myself using a nail file because that's how much it like sends shivers down my spine. And she mm-hmm. chews on it. Mm-hmm. She chews on this shit. So she tells her friend. Yeah, and the friend's like, just about the nail file. Absolutely. Yeah, and they're just disgusted. Like doesn't understand anything. What I'm also thinking, Kate, when you were just telling me there, she was 19. I don't know. I didn't look at the dates. Usually, I look at the dates of these shows. This woman is probably in her, well, most definitely in her mid to late 20s now. Having this on the internet with two morons that have a podcast that are talking about it in 2022. And I'm thinking, this is why you've got to think twice when someone offers you a reality show. This This is your claim to fame. You have to think about it. And have I been on reality shows? Yes. Um, But... Wait, yeah, wait, yeah. I'm the same age as her. I just realized in tw- this came out in 2010. In 2010, okay. I was 19. Or er, yeah, I was 19 in 2010. Okay. So she's 32 now. This is my peer. This is my peer. Oh. Um. So so she's telling she's telling her friend, you know, yeah, you know, um, I actually, uh, I want to tell you something. I like to chew on nail files mm. and then the, and then the fucking cameraman pan to the nail techs and the Stop nail that. techs are the nail techs are losing it they're like Stop they that. are giggling to each other and her friend is like oh okay uh, okay and mm. 
So then she's like, they kind of get their nails done a little bit longer. And she's like, actually, there's a little more to the story. Um, what I really like is to eat sand. And her friend is just like, cuts to her friend talking to the camera. I'm a little bit concerned about the fact that she's eating sand. Uh, what I loved about this episode is that like, her friend and her sister are like so uh, they're so um light and nice about it like yeah. imagine your sibling or your good friend being like i eat sand all day from the park mm. Mm. my reaction would be like oh my god you need to stop that's disgusting that's bad like you know I would... my reaction would be my what? reaction would be like I'm calling TLC. I mean, I know <laughs> if any of you, Kate, if I, if you came to me and you said, Polly, I have a really deep, dark secret that I need to tell you, and it's really obscure and weird, I'll sell you out. I mean, I'll sell you out okay. like that. Yeah. I will get, I will get Jeff LaPierre on the phone. I will say, dude, I have a new show for you. I want a cut. I'll give you Kate. And that's it. So just be aware. Okay. I know. And you there's a lot of, there's a lot of things I haven't told you, Pauline, because I know you would call TLC. No, I'm just, just I mean, I I get it, I get it, but yeah. So I mean, it was it was possibly the worst type of sand she could pick. She yep. chews on it every day. She puts it on chipotle chips, and that was Brea. And I don't know where she is now, or Bria, Brea. I don't know where you are now, but right into this party because you have two people. What like 10, 12 years later, still talking about? You. I like, yeah, I really liked her as well. I would. She's someone I would love to interview and her Chiron at the end um, because because her sister talks to her and convinces her to go to the doctor. She goes to the doctor and the doctor's like, there's nothing abnormal showing in your colon. And keep in mind, she's been eating sand for five years at this point. Mm. And he's like, your colon looks the x-ray of your colon looks fine. But like he's the one who brings it to her attention. He's like, you do know that there's like bacteria and possibly pesticides and shit in yeah. the sand that you're eating she's like oh i never thought about that so her chiron is like she switched to just nail files and i was that's like it. i yeah. was like that's a step that is that's a, step. a step and now what happened is is then she probably got off the nail files after six months after that show and now she has to live with this show <laughs> haunting her 12 years later so oh yeah so then we get oh this all is... right so i have a i have a there was a, I picked the first one deliberately. I said to Kate, listen, there's so many episodes. First one deliberately because I knew about Dave Cat, needed Dave Cat. And right. then other ones I just randomly kind of picked from a different season. So the third one we, and last one we're going to talk about for my strange addiction is, episode, is season six, episode two. Eat brick slash married to a ride. Now, I have <sighs> described a little bit about my best friend. She's like my sister in England, Katie. Shout out, Katie K. Um, we, spent the majority of our time from 17 to well we're both 38 watching documentaries about the obscure like kate and i would get a load of beer or a load of drinking watch documentaries and become obsessed with these people one of them was a documentary called married to the eiffel tower and it is about objectum sexuals kate and i found this we find our our best work on um on youtube okay it is available on youtube guys after we talk about this you need to go and watch it objectum sexuals it's a woman an american woman who married the eiffel tower 
had sexual relations with the Eiffel Tower and um she it also it profiled her she used to be in a relationship with she's an archer and she used to be in a relationship with her beau Mm. um Mm. It is a documentary that I think every person needs to watch. Married to the Eiffel Tower, go and see it. So already, Kate, I'm an expert on objectum sexuals. I know what I'm talking about because in it, there's also a woman that's married to a ride. So then this comes up and we meet Linda. Linda is married to a carnival ride named Bruce. Honestly, my voiceovers would be so good for TLC, man. Shit. Oh, good. Every documentary I watch, the you just the voice. Holly. Well, the because the voice is always British in a documentary. The good ones, you know, it's the a good, good docu. Yeah. If you have a, a English voiceover, yeah, yep. you know, it's a good docu. Yeah. So the objectum. So she says, "I'm okay. an objectum sexual." Quote: My first relationship was with a plane, and I thought we're on to something here. We're mm-hmm. on to a good episode. Mm-hmm. This is going to be fun. Yep. And then I go back to Married to the Eiffel Tower. I'll put that link actually in the show notes. Um, And we t- we find out with... Li- no. There's so much here, guys. There's so much here. We Where do we begin? Spend, because we have to get on to our okay. LA Inc. But okay. the his- go. Let's talk about the history of it. Okay. Let me... History. Okay. So she tells us that she's known this ride since 1981. Her and her friend were driving up to wherever the hell this carnival was, and she saw it in the distance, and mm. she felt a tingly feeling all over. It it, it sure. did something to her. Sure. And they went there, and she saw this ride. They She rode the ride, and she was like, I have to work at this carnival so I can be close to this ride. So she gets a job at the carnival, and she's working that ride, and they fall in love. Fall in love. Okay. Fall in love. Then a storm hits. The ride that she's Boom. in love with, Bruce, Bruce falls over and is no longer in. Uh, I, I need action. to interject here. Yeah. When they're telling this story, so Linda, they have this poignant music. She's saying, yes. you know, I fell in love with this carnival ride. I joined the carnival so I could be near Bruce. And then an accident hit and he collapsed or whatever. Kate. What TLC did with their editing, they had photos of the accident that I'm sure Linda took of this yep. toppled carnival ride. And they put this music that was like, and then Linda goes, we lost 26 years together because she couldn't go back and work at the carnival nope. because her heart was broken. So she gave him like like, all of this sounds like we're making this up i swear to god she gave him a pendant that you split in half for true loves and she put it on the carnival ride went on with her life and she's saying in the interview we lost 26 years together and she starts crying yep and then they found each other again and i don't want to brush past the pendant because this Please is don't. honestly incredible to me. The pendant was beautiful and it was like uh what was on it? I don't know if I wrote it down, but it was very much like a lover's thing, right? It was. And she she puts it so I don't know if you'll be able to picture this. Whatever. There's like an opening in the ride. It's like a pipe almost if mm. if you could picture that. And she she like drops it down into the ride. So yes. that I I have to say that because she 
26 later, 26 mm. years later mm. is just, she describes it as like, she just like woke up one morning. It was like, Bruce was the love of my life. I need to find Bruce. She had to find Bruce. And so she looks online and she, she literally tracks down this ride. And she, she said she purchased Bruce online within 24 hours of finding him online. Okay. And so then she goes into that same hole in the ride where she yep. dropped the charm yep. and it's still there and it's she pulls it up and she pulls it out. This is two and a half decades later. It was something of, so she's, she's telling this by the way, she's crying. And yeah. I want to just, I want to reiterate, she's crying about Bruce, a carnival ride. This is, this is, is hard to take because you get swept up in the TLC editing and the emotion of how yeah. much in love she is with him and this pendant story and how she can't be without him, but she meets up with him. Then you have to, you shock yourself into, oh, but it's, it's a carnival ride. Right. Anyway, she now lives in. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds at Mint Mobile. We like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. In a place, in an obscure place, Florida. I don't know what's going on. Here. I never know what's going on in Florida. <laughs> I, I, no one there does. are no one does. But she lives there with him, right on this land. Then right. she starts talking about how she likes to, when she wants to feel closer to him. She has a candlelight dinner to have intimate moments. And I'm going to tell you, if TLC didn't set this shit up, you see her with a with a Pizza Hut pizza box and she's eating pizza inside the carnival ride going i just love these intimate moments and someone had lit and lit lit and lit a like 99 cent store candle mm -hmm. like in the middle of it to make out as though she does that stuff for her intimate moments with bruce i mean i want to be clear with the listeners she has sex with this giant hunk of metal let's not brush over that she's having sex with a carnival ride she, I want everyone to understand this. She fully like straddles some part of this ride Absolutely. and rides it to completion. To completion. <laughs> yes. Like let's, yes. I, I do want to just say that out loud. Like she Absolutely. is having, because she tells us in so many words, she's like, we do have intimate moments. Mm. I get close to him. I like mm. being, in him. I mean, she's laying it on. She's telling us like, I fuck this piece of metal. And I will go back. Okay, I will go back. I will go back to Married to the Eiffel Tower because okay. the main woman in it, she had a wedding ceremony with the Eiffel Tower. 
she used to be in love with the Golden Gate Bridge as well. That was another thing. Yes, but she, she that broke up. Yeah, yeah the X. Yeah. That was the X. So she's married. She's now marrying the Eiffel Tower. And during the ceremony, the, obviously they follow her after, and she's going back to see the Eiffel Tower. Her husband, and um, there's a scene. If you've ever been at the Eiffel Tower, obviously packed with tourists all the time, taking photos, and this was unlike any other day. It was I mean, like any other day, it was full of tourists. And she starts kissing the Eiffel Tower and then she straddles it and she's wearing a skirt and she later says she was not wearing any underwear. I just want to I want to throw that out there and I want everyone to watch Married to the Eiffel Tower. I I also I'm going to watch that 100 percent. Great. And I also just love the contrast between these two women Mm. because the woman you're describing, she's really like. She's she's like a star fucker, basically. Mm, she's she, fu- you're right. She, you're she's right. fucking like the famous Golden Gate buildings. Bridge, yeah, the Eiffel Tower, Empire State Building. Right. She's in love with as well. Big oh, boys. Those Big are boys. the those are the top dogs. Big boys. And Linda, Linda's not quite. You know, she's she's more a little more down to earth. I would say she's like I'm going for the the local boy. Um, mm-hmm. you know, down at the carnival down the street and. Um, oh, do you want to talk about Linda's exes? Because I have not laughed. Hang on, who were her exes? I mean, um, I think who... I think she dated a car, but the one that no, no she really... did the plane. My first relationship was with the, a plane. The plane, uh, the plane. The, the one, plane. That, the one that made me laugh because the editors, of course, are like showing photos of like oh, a plane, so... and then they show a photo. Oh, the one that made me laugh was she's like. Yeah, and then I dated a train, and they're showing a photo, and she's like, it just pans back to her, and she's like, that didn't work out. And I'm like, and that, and that just kind of begs the question, how does how does a breakup with a train happen? Like, what led to this breakup? What was the contention there? I need to know. I, I feel like we need to quit our entire lives go to florida and follow linda i love her full sleeve tattoos i love the the butch energy i love the fact she loves bruce so hot that that big romance dude it's the romance of the century 26 years you guys picture like janice joplin as a mechanic with a short hair very generous that's very well with a short haircut, yeah. and she's sixty-five now years old. Now gray, yeah, but now gray, exactly. And, and she's a mechanic. Tattoos. It's like... No, it's the vibe, though. I'm serious. She Got has it. the she has the colored round sunglasses. Mm-hmm. Okay, like yellow tinted colored round sunglasses. She's like, I live on this land. She's kind of like a hippie mm. vibe. There's I an thought... element, yeah. There's, there's an a... element to that, but it's kind of like Florida swamp hippie. But but like yeah, but then then yeah, a twist of Florida. I loved Linda. I thought she I was. Linda. And they have a neighbor. Her neighbor comes over and they kind of sit in the grass and talk about it. And the neighbor's like, yeah, you know, it's strange, but I just have come to accept, it. you know, it's, uh, it's her life. And you're it's just like, it's guys, if you watch gold. any episode of My Strange Addiction, season six, episode two, eat brick slash married to a ride. Please. And I will, as I said, you married to an Eiffel Tower. You can put it into YouTube. It's one of the best 
documentaries, of course, English voiceover. But it's this American woman. She goes from married, you know, she talks about Golden Gate Bridge. She goes to the Eiffel Tower, married to the Eiffel Tower. Then she goes over to Sweden to meet one of the first recorded objectum sexuals. Mm. And they were both. She also fell in love with a fence. But that's mm. a whole... I'm not going to ruin what goes on in this documentary, but I will tell you, you won't watch it once. You will watch it multiple times as Katie and I did. Okay, yeah. I'm I'm going it's to amazing. watch it. It's it reminds amazing. me... I mean, I, I always think, like, with each of these people, I had the thought of, like, can I relate to this at all? Mm. And I, I do feel like I had an... <laughs> in college, I had an acting professor who would say, like, you're in communion with an object. So right. I'm like, okay, you can like, like connect to something, but then it's just like, would I have sex with it? No. Mm-hmm. So it's different. It's different. Mm-hmm. But like, you know, I had growing they're up in like communion, they're in communion. Linda was they're in, in communion. communion. Yeah. yeah. Growing, yeah. growing up, I had this like set of rocks I would always visit and like jump rock to rock. And I like, okay. I was like connected to these rocks. I'm like, I love these rocks. So I'm like, okay, I can kind of connect to it, but like, I'm hey, not going again, to. Learn. I will warn you. Don't tell me too much because I'll get you on a TLC. Okay, show. see, this, just, that's just one of the things I've been holding. Gotta back. warn you. Gotta warn you about that. And with, with the, the and with the and with the inanimate object, you know, or the with a uh, Dave cat, I was like, I can't sleep without my stuffed animal. You know, I get it. Dude, so, listen, yeah. I get it. I get it. So, we're so. going to get the, the other one. The oh, last Patrice. person that we're going to cover is Patrice from London. We had a London girl. She was from London. I'm so excited to have an English girl, but she ate bricks. Yep. Um, So essentially what Patrice did, she didn't. Okay. She didn't just eat bricks. She has created, she lives in a flat, like a tower block in London. And she lives there with a husband and a grandmother. And she's going through her room. She's fucking destroyed this apart, this flat. The walls she has opened up with an, a tool, a tool, whether it's a hammer or something. She's got behind the drywall and is eating the wall and then putting a poster on top of it to hide mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. The entire house. You saw the floor was just covered in the debris coming from the wall that she has destroyed because she's eating it. Yeah, it was. Yeah, and then something I want to say that I would like to say is bordering on racism, um, or xenophobia, perhaps. They describe how much she ate. Okay, and they said of the bricks, and they said um, the weight of bricks of how much she ate a year was like let's say it was like half a ton, or it was something insane. That's what they right? said. That's half what a ton. Said. That's what it is. Half a ton of bricks, which is, and then they put a certain amount of crumpets. And I go, okay, here we go, here we go. Listen, I don't know America. You know, we don't measure, We don't in England. We don't go around in horse and carriage. We don't have afternoon tea every day, and we don't have a metric system based on crumpets. I, I just noticed you to know. that they did that, and I was like, "Why?" So, did Kate, they I would crumpets? like to have a formal complaint because I think that xenophobia, at the very least, xenophobia. I, I feel like if, it, if this happened in America, I'm like, would you say like? I feel like it'd be like that's like hamburgers. Hamburgers. <laughs> I was hamburgers. gonna say cheeseburgers. Yeah, I was literally going to say cheeseburgers. <laughs> um, which uh, her so she's married to Calvin, who has an addiction of his own. 
probably. Alvin was a very large man. Dude, um, he because they were talking about eating, and you did yeah. look at him, and you were, he's very unhealthy. He was a very, yeah. very, very large man. Yeah, I'm surprised TLC wasn't like. You know, we have this other show, Six Hundred Pound Live. Have you heard of Doctor Now, Calvin? <laughs> I, I was shocked that Dr. Now didn't bust in. Bust through one like, of those walls. Drywall like is not part of a healthy diet. <laughs> yeah, I was I was surprised by that. Um, So anyway, she ends up going to see a doctor who tells her that liver damage is imminent Um, and she needs to stop eating brick. He's like, I challenge you to two weeks of not eating bricks. And what happened? The conclusion of this is he gives her that challenge. She's like, yeah, I'm going to wait mm. two weeks. And then we just cut to her and it it, it comes on the, the screen nine hours later. And it's the middle of the night. She's using her phone as a flashlight and she's scraping it off the wall and eating it. And that was the end of the episode. Welcome to London. I mean, it, 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 guys, this show. And by the way, there are so so many episodes oh. I, this is a tlc show that i will say you should dig into you because should they're very very quick episodes they're 20 minutes. minutes yeah oh 20 yeah they they're, were 20 dead easy to watch some of them are some of them are so there is one and i i was gonna do it and i thought actually kate and i shouldn't do this it was whim, a woman that constantly gives herself coffee enemas i that saw is, that yeah that's deep deep trauma and i think tlc i don't know if they still make this but i want to just say that i think they started filming the show and were like we're touching on some really dark stuff with these people i think we need to back off i think we need to really back off this because there's a lot going on i think they realized that in the first season and then they were like I think we can only do about five seasons of this. <laughs> I think they're like, right. we're, it, it, we're not going to do 17 seasons of this one. We'll just do five. Okay, Pauline, what's your rating of this show? Rating from zero to 600. I mean, it is, it's, look, it's a TLC classic. We're going on 600 pound life. We're going on thousand pound sisters. This is the level we are at with Strange Addiction. I also like the fact it was old school. It was yep. well before any of these classics. Yep. So I'm going to go for to 600 being our biggest. I'm going to go 581. Nope. 582. It's 582. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I just said flat 600. Like this show is like, I think it is just good. everything that TLC is. And it's, it's so right. It's very it's intriguing. So right. I want to give a special shout out to, I texted Pauline about this, the episode right after this one. So season six, episode three. Oh, God, so good. It's this woman who's seen it. It's this woman who's obsessed with being Pamela Anderson. And she's from Liverpool and she ends up going to Hollywood and having this whole this whole Hollywood adventure. I mean, she goes to the beach in the Baywatch outfit and she has these like horrible extensions. And she's just like pretending to be on the show. She meets with one of Pam's actual co-stars from the show. She goes to a casting office and does scenes. She is 
everything. She goes to Hollywood Boulevard and just stands there and waits for people to come up to her to take photos. I mean, it is so good. The show is iconic, guys. It is iconic. Get on my strange addiction. Run around with it. Go from season to season. There's some great things. So yes, that's that. Those are our ratings. We are going to take a quick break and we will be right back. Oh, hello. It's Pauline again, and I am slotting in here between two very important points being made to hawk some of my merch. Hooray! Okay, this will only take a minute. You are obviously a fan of the absurd if you're listening to this, so I'm sure you have a small place in your heart for the gloriously absurd Real Housewives franchise on Bravo. I've created a line of the snarkiest notebooks you will find based on the Real Housewives of New York. They are available on Etsy. Link to my store is in the show notes. Okay, I finished hawking. Back to the show. All right, we are back. Guys, I had mentioned about how much I'd wanted to see this on the Wheel of Shame because, as I said at the top of the show, it's early 2000s. It's reality TV. Kat Von D, obviously is a very 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 well-known figure and now she is obviously has her whole uh makeup range she has her vegan shoes uh shoe range she was known from la inc um books i mean she's just it's insane kind of what she's done and kate and i'd mentioned her in a previous show i can't remember what it was that was with la something to Kat Von D, but both of us have met her and interacted with her. Yep. Both of us had very positive experiences. She was always very, very kind. Tipped um, well. Tipped yep. well. Was really nice. Let's go into LA Inc. What we decided to do, it, there were seven seasons. So we decided to do from series one, we did the first three episodes. Then we went to the last season and did the last um, three episodes. Now, Boy, is there a change. When LA Inc. began with Kat Von D was in Miami Inc. So yes. it was this reality TV show uh, based in a tattoo shop in Miami. And Kat Von D came over there and they just didn't like her. And she didn't get on with them. She ended up getting fired. So we pick up from episode one. It's called Welcome Home Cat. Now, I want to make sure that everyone understands. This is the era who you know Kat Von D to be now is not who Kat Von D was then, which is similar to a lot of people's path. But this was Kat Von D being like, every other word is, this is gnarly, tripping. Hang on, I can't really do, I need to get my, I need to get my. It's like, it's like really low. It's like like really low and like scratchy. It's like like scratchy. It's not like vocal fry, but it's like, this is gnarly. Like I'm tripping, dude. And she uses a lot of quotes like, chicks that rock chicks yeah she's like i just just didn't really fit in miami because there's just not a lot of like tattooed chicks i cannot i've never met anyone that has used the word chicks i've lived in los angeles for nearly 15 years and i've never heard anyone's just it's just you know it's just like she's always kind of like a little bit pained and like dude it's super gnarly and she's this deep like smoky voice and she's, she's super pained like she's trying to get it go- like, and she's and got like the raspy it's like raspy raspy well. yeah there's because of the marble red she loves course, the marble red of course so we rem- we meet her and we've got the smoky voice we got the gnarly we got the trepping we got the chicks that rock it's all about rock like it's all about and then she has 
her sweatbands. Remember that era where people would wear sweatbands, right? Oh, just that. Her yes. pin-up tattoos all up and down her arms, which now, by the way, is so interesting. They're all blacked out. She's tattooed her entire yep. arms blacked we'll out. We'll talk about the transformation. Yes. And so we open up and really because we could go into a ton of details i do have a lot of notes here but kat von d she's home and she's back in la where she was born in oh she was she was born in mexico and then she came to la when she was about five and um she's but this is her you know she dropped out of school at 14 this this woman and now you look at what she accumulated and she's a phenomenal artist i mean absolutely nothing can touch her but this is early 2000s and so we have the obligatory swingers lunch scene now i lived (sighs) up the road from swingers i used to spend like every saturday i'd always have a brunch of swingers with my friends like it's on beverly it's iconic it's this 60s 70s amazing and all the girls there are like tatted up wearing tiny tiny um skirts and they have tons of tats and like gauges and, and you know it's like it's it cool and we had mentioned it before because remember that was the place that i saw jeremy allen white remember i told you that whole story about the hot actor the hot dumb actor yeah anyway but anyway so we see this lunch scene and she's meeting with her friends to basically be like i want to open my new shop i'm back in hollywood i want it here i love hollywood i want to i, I want to make it and you've got to remember you got I give her there's a lot of issues I have with her but there's also so much credit she must have been she was like 24 or 25 when this this was happening she had no education but she had made she's such an artist and so talented she's create she wants to open up this entire store she honestly did something really incredible because she got her big break from Miami Inc., which mm. this was a trip to watch because it was one of those. Sometimes this happens to us when we watch these shows, listeners. It's like you really forget that you've seen something and then yeah. you watch it and it comes. It just all comes rushing back to you. That's what happened with me watching L.A. Inc. I was like, oh, yeah, like she was on Miami Inc. She was the stand up. She was the standout star and she had way too much personality. They gave her her own show and her yep. own show, LA Inc. became way bigger than Miami Massive. Inc. ever was. It was, which, yeah. which must have been the biggest, like, fuck you to that Ooh. guy. Yeah. And she just had, she just like has something to her and she's like friends with all these famous people and she just draws people in. Because and she was, she had a very, I agree with you. I mean, she left school at 14 in Hollywood. So first of all, imagine going to... Kate and I, obviously, neither of us are from Hollywood, but going to school in Hollywood, I can't even imagine. Yeah. And she dropped out at 14 and she was living like a... She was a street kid, what they call... I mean, she had a very secure family and great parents and great siblings, but she was a street kid. She says, I was hustling on the streets in Venice. I was running around and I was giving tattoos, but I was like 15 years old. But she's so talented so so she got a name for herself so people knew this young girl called Kat Von D was like this artist so she got this street name and then I guess that all built up to Miami Inc I don't know that journey but but it's very very interesting we I want to I want to say while we're talking about her being 15 I did in my research find out that when she was 15 she went to that same therapeutic boarding school that Paris Hilton she went did to she did that's very true for she six months for six that's months very true. and she said it was torture yeah, yeah. so she she yep. was like out on the town you know she was a, yeah, getting streets. in trouble. Yeah, on the streets. Yeah. And her parents sent her to boarding school. She comes back, continues tattooing, somehow gets builds a name, gets to Miami. Now yeah. she has her own show. She's back yeah. in LA. She loves LA. 
here we are. It, so it's all about you know, being pride. She's and single. I just want to write, there was a couple things going back to my notes. Is Kat ever not wearing a bikini top? So her whole outfit yeah. for the entire first season is this extremely kind of, you know, pulled apart, distressed, denim, cut off, corset slash tight waistcoat odd with lace in it whatever and it's a constant bikini underneath she yeah. wears nothing but a bikini top unclear why well you, you always have to be ready to go to the beach pauline always ready you always will be ready if you're in, in if you're in la it's always la ready for the beach. it's la yeah so she's starting up this empire she's starting she meets with her construction guy and she's like this is what i want to do i want to have a shop and then we see this is how early 2000 she's like i'm gonna go oh, hang on i need to get with so um i'm gonna go and like uh tattoo and her nose is kind of always like lengthened and like thin and she's she uses like her bottom jaw a lot yeah and she's like she's like yeah so i'm gonna go um and meet uh er the amazing actor er eric balfour um so we you know he's in a band called born as ghosts and um i'm gonna go and tattoo him in his house by the way (laughs) eric balfour if you google him you're like well why do you remember (laughs) I know. I was like, oh, yeah, that guy. She's like, he was on the show. Tw- you might have heard of him from the show 24. <laughs> Early 2000s. And what I realized is she's super, first of all, she's super awkward on camera. And this is the year. This was filmed in 2007. This year she actually became sober. But we don't see that. We see that in like season two, whatever, whole journey getting sober. But anyway, she's still drinking at this point. But she's she's very awkward. She's very self-aware. But she also flirts with every single human being with a penis kate's kate's yeah kate's got it kate's kate's kate i was hoping you would think the same because she I... goes to this guy well she's like you have a beautiful home and he's like and it's he actually is. my he's like it's actually my friend george or whatever it's like so of course cool. he's famous it's he doesn't have his so own cool. of oh, course yes. your home is like totally rad so then, gnarly it's like gnarly dude and i'm a chick and so then she comes in he loves rock <laughs> just loves to rock out and so he's like he's like yeah so i want to just i'm from la i wanted someone who loves la to do my tattoo and it's like from our first album and it's like a skull oh yeah oh uh, i'm mexican it's like a sugar skull yeah i'm so cool that's so cool it's so cool okay give me a minute you know she She... go bigger go home yeah she is so every man she is like flirts her ass off with and i'm like this is a little bit uncomfortable because i know these girls and they always make me uncomfortable why are you trying to get male attention so badly constantly and this or this scene with this actor and she's like (laughs) she does this like coy thing and is like it was really awkward to watch i mean I, I, I do think we are kind of like trained to do that. And some people lean into that more than others. Sure. Sure. <laughs> and she, and honestly, she used it to her benefit. So she did. Uh, let's also point out her makeup. 
makeup yet because we see that she's got it's always dark it's so dark well, it's like super dark it's like one eye is blue eyeshadow yeah, that's not to like season that's not like till season like three dude and like super gnarly when she gets to like now that that is with jesse james so it's season that later seven. yeah it's oh, season seven God, i love and she makeup. gets like super gnarly like she's just doing what she needs to do you know with steve-o and the jacket anyway so okay, i need to but okay, i have to get okay. in because i've so going, much cost going, okay keep going so Anyway, the first episode is her coming home. She wants to set up the shop. She starts working with Corey, who's a really amazing, well-known tattoo artist. And he's she's trying to get all these people on board and setting up the shop. She's young. She's a little bit awkward on camera. Her friend Pixie that works at Swingers, she's like, she's going to probably help me. I look, found out Pixie. Pixie got fo- I never watched season... Well, I probably did way back in the day, but we never watched season two for this. Pixie ends up working in her shop. Like, her best friend sets everything up for her. She ends up getting fired. Oh, and I don't know why, but they had a massive falling out, which is a common thing with Kat Von D. Yeah. Kat Von D burns through people, burns through people. And we'll get to that in a little bit. But right. this girl, Pixie, was a waitress that she was friends with, hired her in the shop, fired her in season two. And I found Pixie on Instagram. And she's now this like, so in the show, she's like got gauges in, tatted, you know, got piercings everywhere and she's now like of course the typical path now a yogi super zen positivity quotes on instagram pictures of her meditating on the beach like it's just this path is so obvious all the time anyway we go to season two and then there's like nowhere to work so she's basically going recruiting these tattoo artists she gets them and then you just see her constantly going to like all these LA like swingers, pinks, hot dogs. Like they just want to get every- that was and every <sighs> every time it's like I, I put in here we should do a drinking game. Every time drink every time she says gnarly. <laughs> it's super gnarly, dude. Yeah, it's super gnarly. And then she's like Steve. Okay, so I want to talk about Steve because I go oh. deep into this. Oh. Steve, as you know, is from Jackass. Yeah. So she says, My friend Steve's coming over. Um, and I'm gonna tattoo him. He looks like fucking shit. He's like, so high in he's that car. Fucked, dude. Like he can barely form a sentence. He's bloated from drink, but also super high. I know I used to see Steve O all the time. There was this place, this is gonna date me. But on Sunset, there was this place called Red Rock, and it was really well known. It was this bar right on Sunset before Book Soup. Mm-hmm. And we used to go there to drink and steve would always be there drinking and he would obviously he was doing lines of everything you can imagine but he would also for like bar jokes people would like line up salt and he'd like snort a line of salt or snort a line of wasabi just so everyone would like laugh and he was a fucking mess so anyway i and then i went to a jack the jackass movie the first movie's premiere me and my friend got in because we followed anthony kiedis yeah like it's an insane story right? we went, yeah it's an insane story we ended up going to the jackass premiere because we followed um we want we knew where it was i really wanted to go to it my friend worked at miramax and she was like i found out where the premiere is tonight and i was like i want to go i want to meet johnny knoxville like this was prime i'd come over from england i was staying in la and i was like i want to go Oh my god! And so we went to the theater. It was in Westwood where the premiere was. Yeah. We saw Anthony Kiedis going through a back door, and we followed Anthony Anthony Kiedis from 
uh, Red Hot Red Chili, Hot Peppers, Chili Peppers. In case you don't know, guys. So I f- we follow him in a door and we end up getting in. And then it was really fun. Anyway, so I meet Steve and Bam and everything like that and, and Johnny Knoxville. And Johnny Knoxville was like the hottest shit at the time. Like he was so <laughs> hot. Oh my God. Anyway, um, <clears throat> Steve was very, very nice. Right. And then um, I cut to. 10 years later in Los Angeles, I'm working at a macrobiotic restaurant in Beverly Hills, which is all vegan, health, da-da-da. Steve-O is now sober, vegan, fighting for animal rights, which is beautiful and amazing. And he comes in. And I remember like Red Rock nights. I remember like the premiere party and the after party. And I'm like, hi. And he's like, hi. So can I just sit? I was like, yeah, sit down. And I'm sat there going, this is so weird. It was just me and him in the restaurant. He came in pretty early. And then he goes, oh, excuse me. I was like, yeah. He goes, could you turn the music down? It's a bit loud. And I <gasps> went. He's a turn the music down. It's a bit louder now. And I went, sure. And I went up and I turned down the music. And I was like, people can change. People, that is my this Steve-O is a story. man. This is a man who peed on stage at his birthday oh, and yeah. drank his drank own it. piss. You have no. If you did not grow up in the Jackass era, you do not know about. Steve. But when he said to me, "Can you turn down the music?" I literally stood and my world like spun, and <sighs> I went, "Wow, life changes." Anyway, so we see him coming, but he's in his prime, fucked up era. Yeah. So he goes, and there is this. So I'm going to make this succinct, but he goes there and you see them. They're like super flirty with each other, right? Super flirty. She's like got legs all over him. She's flirting with him. Once again, anyone with a penis, she's like all over. And then, you know, she does a tattoo later. He's too wasted. He can't do it. And then they do it later, blah, blah, blah. So I start going back on their history because cut to like seven years later, they are actually in a relationship. Steve-O ends up dating Kat Kat Von D. They break up. Very, very suddenly. Of course, Kat Von D is one of those girls, women, that when they meet a man, it's the love of their life. It's the most amazing human being. Everything is professed on social media. He's a love of my, my life. Man. I can't, I have ne- my man. I've never met anyone more amazing in my entire existence. I can't believe how lucky. I- like, it is saccharine. It's disgusting. And she does it with every single... Like, she dated everyone. Anyway... She breaks up with Steve-O and Steve-O is still in the midst of addiction and stuff. And he, no, he wasn't actually, he was sober at this time. And he posts this expose about Kat Von D and I found all the transcribes of it. (gasps) And it was that he says, Kat, why don't we really talk about when you cheated on your husband and you slept with me, you slept with Bam, because she's been married like a couple of times before. And she was married to this guy before she got famous and he's like, why don't we talk about that you slept with me while you were married? You slept with Bam Margera. And he listed like five other people that she slept with. Then he said, why don't we talk about when you left Miami Inc. and the message that you left for Ari? Ari is, was the owner of Miami Inc. of Jewish descent. And it was rumored, well, not rumored, Steve-O said that she had written a message with an anti-Semitic slur and sent it to Ari Oof. Ooh. and Steve-O published he took her down like he wanted to take her down after they broke up it was insane so when I'm watching this episode and they were like flirty and like cute and we're so like fucked up and like all of this I'm like 
ooh, I know how this ends up. They're both now sober. They're both vegan. They're both, and then they apparently, they were just so in love. There was, it was like three months and then they break up and all this happened. So he does a massive expose on Kat Von D. So God oh, knows how they feel about God. each other, but I know that he, he went to town. Are you talking about, so up. when she was cheating, was that when she was married to Oliver Peck? Yes. Okay. Yes. The guy with his long stringy hair. I'm yes. very, there's, I was very intrigued by her dating history. She was also at, she was there engaged so to Dead Mouse. I caught Dead Mouse. She, she dead it. She dead it. She uh, the beers are flowing. No. Um, she dated Nikki Six. She did, of course. I remember the Nikki Six era and every the guys. I cannot explain. You will know this woman or guy. They just as soon as they start to, it's the love of my life. I can't believe I ever existed without you. Like. And they break up after three months and then it's the exact same rhetoric on a new person. And it goes on and on. It's, she is insufferable. It's, Every time she dated someone, it was insufferable. Yeah, the, this was wild to watch. It was it was an era. Six. It, was a t- it was a moment Nikki in time. Six. Yeah, Nikki Six. So, yeah, what else happens in these first um, three episodes? These, anyway, so, anyway, we see her. It's all about her, like, getting this team together. Then we have the LA Inc. grand opening. And she's just, I just put never not wearing a bikini top. And she's yep. just talking about, it's gnarly. And I'm stoked. So, the first three episodes that we picked on season yep. one was all about her setting up the shop. We go to season seven. And boy, is shit changed. That's wow. when we went to the last season. Yeah. So, this is the period where Kat Von D decides to date jesse james jesse james is the man that was married to sandra bullock who it came out that he cheated on her the entire marriage multiple women multiple multiple women one that had a swastika tattooed on her head um he had a reputation of having photographs dressed up in ss uniforms um just a horrific background and of course Jesse's just like the most amazing man like I've ever met. Like he's so cool. Like I can't talk about like how just amazing Jesse is. There's like nothing he can't do. It's just watching her again. You're like, what are you doing? So we meet him and he has no facial expressions. He his face doesn't move. His eyes barely blink and he doesn't really move, but he is just still gross he's participating so, in the program though i mean he's giving a lot of confessionals he, he's not just he popping he's, in. he's not just popping in like he's no. in it a lot and he's now on his fifth marriage by the way just want to let everyone know he's now on yeah. his fifth marriage to um uh a porn star i can't remember what her name is but anyway so he's in his fifth marriage but anyway so she's all all this season how it changed is i read an article as well about the, f- the first couple of seasons were all about Kat Von D, her personal life and like the show. And then it got so staged. This last season was ridiculous because all she wanted to do is she's a girl that when she meets a guy, the guy's her entire life. So she, so he lives in Austin. So she's constantly in Austin where Kate lives yep. constantly in Austin. That's all it is. And she goes through her wig wearing stage. Mm. Apparently you start seeing that she's always had this thick back hair and you start seeing her with a thick back hair, but you notice it's a wig and it's apparently she was losing her hair due to stress because she was with this guy that was just running around and cheating on her constantly and so she started to lose her hair so she was wearing these wigs then we get on to ariana i mean this this whole honestly this season seven is so bizarre because it's all structured it's all manufactured there's this girl that has had like addiction issues that in season seven hat von d meets her 
at a book signing and decides to take her in and moves the girl into her mansion in Hollywood. I was hoping you knew the origin story of Ariana. I will tell you, it's a really weird storyline. Because I jumped into these last few episodes of the show and you wouldn't have known. I was was like, who is this this? girl? Okay. It's this extremely awkward, extremely like damaged girl, troubled. But I say girl, I mean, she's definitely over 21, but she's like constantly has her head, like there's no neck. She just has her head down like this the entire time and like a beanie on and her hair's covering her face. And she talks and she's a very troubled past. And what happened is I remember in season seven, because I used to watch some of this, she had come up to Kat Von D at a book signing and gave Kat Von D her diary about how much Kat Von D had influenced her after her mum had died and how much she looked up to her. So Kat Von D flies this girl out and says, come and live with me and I'll get you sober in Hollywood. Okay. Gives her a job, I guess. But she's completely inadequate. Like, she can't do the job. She has no skills. She just doesn't know what she's doing. She The girl needs, like, a lot of mental health, like, evaluation she's not a well woman but cat this is the period where cat von d is like i'm so big like i can save people because i've been sober now for like six years and it's been super gnarly so i can i know what people go through so she has this whole jesus complex in this season you re- this is the difference you see her in season one where she's setting up and she's like i hope this works i hope this works and you go to season seven and she's like you know, I've helped so many people with this shop and I've created so many jobs and it's about my life now and it's about me and Jesse and this girl. I'm totally saved her life too. Like she she becomes a very unlikable character. It's like that and now there's, what is next door? An art gallery? Is this, stu- yeah, part art gallery, yeah. And then, so it's like a mixture of the savior thing, but also she's like, gone all the time in austin always she's not part of the show because all she wants is a man she's in austin constantly i appreciated all the austin shots um there were some good shots of the scenery and things here and i was like but yeah she's always she's always like at jesse's like he has this big workshop he lives on a property and he's like teaching her how to weld and he is a and it's these stage scenes of her because her brother works for her now and she has the elvis the contractor Mm. she's like got this contractor who's going to combine her because her businesses are side by side she wants to combine them into you know open up the wall and everything he's like crazy and then there's a cat that goes missing there's just all these things yeah becomes yeah so manufactured and what happened is is really when i was reading these articles about kind of an analysis of elian because that it net it cat didn't cat von d didn't want anything to do with it anymore but she wanted the paychecks so she just wanted to be she's obsessed with boyfriends so she just became part of jesse's life of stuff that she wasn't even interested in welding neo-nazism um baja baja race all of this stuff and she's just like part of him now and this shop's going on and people are like well we kind of have a tv show and we're trying to run this tattoo show and all it becomes la inc then just becomes people coming in with these horrendous stories about people that have died and they tattoo them on their body and that's it it's well all it is it's that and it's musicians like andrew wk who have a new album coming out exactly it's 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 also music it's always a musician with a new album coming out and they come on the show 
He was my favorite tattoo, by the way, because he just got oh, a line. line. Oh, but he's so original. Just gonna oh, He was. He was like. He was like. If you're familiar with Andrew WK, and he's like, you know, um, I'm like, I, I, I like the fact that it means nothing because then right. it kind of means something. Right. I, I, that, I was I, cringing. I say so I love. I say I loved it, which means I was like ironically cracking up to it. I was like, yeah. oh my god. Um, it really doesn't surprise me at all that she's friends with Jeffrey Star. Jeffrey well, comes she in. She was until or, well. Wait, until what happened? but what happened? Oh, what? okay. So at the very beginning of her career, she was friends with Jeffrey Star, and that lasted a time where she became famous. He became famous. He worked his ass off, like getting everything, and then. You know, if you're familiar with Jeffree Star, he's extremely uh, successful in the makeup world. As Kat Von D got these um, uh, deals with makeup brands, as did Jeffree Star. He had his own line, making millions. Then he decided to partner, or uh, no, it, he was going. He used one of he used an artist to help design some of his products. It was a friend of Kat Von D. Kat Von D comes on social media and says, Jeffree Star never paid my friend. And then mm. Jeffree Star comes back with a vengeance. Go Does a YouTube video. Go and check it. has like 10 million likes or whatever reviews. And it's about him dragging her and being like, I'll tell you who Kat Von D really is. And he exposes the shit out of her. Kat Von D is someone that has not shied away like there has there has been a lot of controversy around her and it's yes. not the usual celebrity like ben affleck getting wasted prostitutes and stuff it's not that type of stuff no it's a lot darker with her yeah she isn't at all who she appears to be and i will just leave it okay and i don't really want to go into the intricacies of exactly what that is but i would uh, i would say do your research and find out why people have associated her with some very very bad things yeah and i will just generally say like the update on her is that she's moved to indiana she has yeah um her reasons i thought were interesting um she says we're uh not selling our beautiful home in la which they ended up selling for 12 million dollars um, but with all that has been taking place in California with terrible policies, mm. uh, tyrannical government mm. overreach, ridiculous taxing, amongst so many more corruptions, we just felt the need to plant roots in a small town where there is nature. My son can play. We can eventually retire. So she's married now to Prez, who is a musician, yeah. um, who's like six foot six inches smaller than her which is i don't know why i'm adding that but i'm just adding it um but anyway all she does is their social media and they have a child together and all her social media is just how in love she is and he's just the most i don't buy it kate i don't buy a couple that constantly goes online to tell tell the world about how in love they are it's like my queen my husband my queen my king if you're saying that what of you's cheating on each other like i just don't buy it they have a son she's covered all her tattoos in her arms so she just is completely black like on her arms it's just all black ink yeah and she's she is a talented musician and pianist she really she's a phenomenal artist phenomenal pianist and she has released albums she's going on tour she is 2018 came out as anti-vax Walked she it back. Walked, yeah. walked it back later with a YouTube video. Yep. Um. She 
what I mean, there's a lot. There's a there's lot a, there. Yeah. And I, she, when I encountered her, she came into the place I was working, a cafe, and um, it was when she was pregnant with this kid that she mm. has now. So mm. she was like extremely pregnant. She came in with the husband, and um, I just loved it because she was like so pregnant. And she was she would just order like a shit ton of food and like eat it all, and they like tipped well and stuff. But there's just like so much controversy surrounding them. I was like, this is so weird. She, there's a lot going on with her that doesn't make sense. There's a bit yeah. of a dichotomy with her. Yeah. But I, I the Jesse James thing has haunted her. And I think it was a very um, influential, influential time of her life. But we'll, we'll say that. But K9, not going to go any further into that. But I would say do your research on her. We enjoyed LA Inc. for what it was. But between season one and season seven, it is so so different guys you don't in season seven it's literally like everyone's just like i can't even be bothered to do the show are you doing the show anymore yeah. we, do we have people coming to to film us oh okay and cat's just going oh my god jesse you're like the most amazing jesse is like the most amazing he has just broken up with sandra bullock who he was married to for five years and cheated on with women that had swastikas on their forehead. This is all well known. And she's dating him going, he's just so amazing. Like he's the most amazing guy. And then the season ends because it's like, they're on the brink of getting married basically. And then the season kind of ends, but then it shows like what happened next. And it's like a month after a month after filming, they broke up and then they like get back together. It was all very messy. What's I your rating? What's your anyway rating? rating of this? Let's do it straight. I'm going to do a out of 600. We're doing a 310. We're doing 310 on it. I give the full 300 to season one and 10 to the rest of it. Mm, okay. What about you? Yeah. I, yeah. I'll do, I'll do 350. 350. Yeah. All right, guys, we've spent a long time of this. We're going to wrap this up, but we yep. cannot wrap up this show until we go to do, 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 do. Wheel of Shame, guys. We're heading over. We're walking over. We're going to the Wheel of Shame. We are there. We're going to spin this. This is where we get our two shows for next week. We have Doubling Down with the Derricos. Don't want that. We have Born with Albinism. We have Alaskan Women Looking for Love. We just have a show called Body Parts. Let's go. We're going three, two, one, spin. Guys, make it good one. Please just make it good one. Please make it. Oh, I want to do that love of the grid would be good oh oh okay kate google this immediately it's a show just called stuck stuck i don't even know what that okay hold on stuck please yeah check that out i don't know what that is (laughs) what is that oh is it stuff stuck in people's orifices yeah i knew it I knew it. Okay. Guys, the first show up is a show called Stuck, and it's about people having things stuck in their asshole. That's essentially what it's going to be. Really? Okay. All right, carry on. So that's our first show. There's only, it's all, I think all we can watch is season one, episodes one through three. So Okay, perfect. All right, we're going to spin again. Three, two, one, spin the wheel of shame. And we have our second show. We have stuck. The second one we have is while you were out. Oh, oh what is this, Kate? Kate, what is this? While oh. you were out. Oh. Is this is see or like. Kate, what is that? 
we have to double check listeners kate does the kate's going on she's googling where we can watch it if we can watch it what year this was from tlc kate what is it 2002 four seasons nice Nice. good era um american show let's see oh wow what is that i think it's like a house remodeling house remodeling daughter but guys it's you've just spoken to me it's early 2000s i'm in i'm in guys so next week we have stuck and we have so we have people taking stuff out of people and then we have while you are out and it's going to be one of those shows where it's like the family leaves people come in and just destroy their entire home put everything together with like ikea furniture and glue and then they're supposed to go oh oh, it looks great makeover it's going to be fantastic so guys those are your two shows for next week kate and i are going to love you and leave you but before we do we have to say we have to plug our social media instagram and tiktok tender loving care twitter tlc potty email us if you have like certain episodes you want us to watch of a show or something like that tender loving care pod at gmail.com send us your love send us your notes send us your thoughts on kat von d whatever it is feel free to reach out and kate i think we're ready for next week dude we we have and we have early 2000s again 2002 i mean yes, prime what? prime dude i love it i love it um all right i think we're ready to go guys thank you for tuning in we always say that the best thing you could ever do for us leave us a review go to the show notes we're going to leave a ton of stuff in there um and shop, links- shop at a brit in the sun shop at a brit in the sun that is my etsy april thank- kate thanks for that kate, know. See, that's a friend that is a friend she's looking out it's coming up to christmas go on to etsy go to a brit in the sun you can find me on instagram a brit in the sun b-r-i-t has a ton of pop culture merch a lot of housewife stuff a lot a lot of housewives do you want to be wrapped up in a cozy blanket that's just covered in profanity from one housewife's ranting at another (laughs) go to a brit in the sun um and kate i think you have an etsy too it's called kate marie art co go check that out more pop culture things check it Um, out buy all your prezzies from our stores that's the only two places you need to go guys thank you so much for listening we love you all and um check out the show notes tell people about us watch the shows we will be back next week bye 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 Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.